Welcome, everybody, to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Reed. Here, we'll talk about everything from education to passion, innovation, X-Factor, pop culture, entrepreneurship, and more. And if you like what you hear, please think of subscribing to us. We would love to have you continue listening and supporting the Pixel Classroom Podcast. And now, let's get to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pixel Classroom Podcast. This is episode 122 for, of course, uh, September 2022. And uh, I've got quite the guest star on here. That's right. You no longer have to listen to me talk. We actually have somebody who wants to be on this podcast again. So this person is the founder and CEO of Start of Started Up foundation which hosts innovation within indiana's most uh, innovative and entrepreneurship programming and competition he is also the author of pure genius building a culture innovation i know it really changed a lot of things for me uh, several years ago at my previous couple schools and i still use it today he's also known as an award-winning work as a teacher an educational and innovation consultant and educational speaker he also hosts a podcast for the past five years where he has interviewed some of the top entrepreneurs authors and thought leaders in this country and in his spare time he enjoys spending time with his wife of 27 years alicia and his three children i mean he's quite the family ma'am so i'd like to welcome the one and only don wetrick to the pixel classroom podcast how are you today don man i'm excited i'm uh yeah i'm happy to be here i, I like I, I like the the energy on the intro i need that i, I try that i actually had huge energy today even speaking of wise my own was like what got into you today <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. It's funny. It was a it was a normal day, but it's like I'm I was really excited about what I'm doing on Thursday. Not that I'm not doing a lot tomorrow, but Thursday's just got me jazzed. And they looked at me like you're doing Iron Chef, aren't you? I said, Yes, I am. <laughs> so Don, I kind of gave you a little bit there, but uh, what what was your uh, history and education that actually led to you the wonderful parts of a uh, pure genius, as well as you know leading to the startup within? I mean, uh, when that company got started, it was quite quite the change for you. Yeah. Um, I, literally, I love talking about it because it started with an email. Literally, I think it was like 11 years ago now, but it just uh, it was an email from a friend that says, you got to watch this. No description. It was a, it was a link to um, a TED Talk by Daniel Pink, um, who I, I think really is the godfather of Genius Hour, 20% time, whatever you want to call him. So I, I, I watch it. Um, all over lunch break, um, my students get back in and I'm like, Hey, you guys got to watch this with me. So I show it. They, they're like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, what if I let you guys do that? Is there was no genius hour yet. Um, there was nothing. And so they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I'll give you guys Friday to do what you want, but like, you've got to give me a proposal to like, you know, prove that what you want to do. And so a uh, long story made short, um, some of the students did well with it. And by some students, really, they were my C&D students. Um, and uh, things kind of took off from there. <laughs> and so we, we, I, I ended up the next year asking for, to, to have my own class. We affectionately called it innovation and open source learning. Um, we had to throw in the in open source learning because a lot of things that my students were working on, I had no idea how to help them. 
<clears throat> but if, if teachers know anything, it's people. We know a lot of people. And um, we were using the power of our networks to reach out to people. Um, and then, and that's where it got insane. Um, uh, honestly, it's, it's where kind of I got my blue check mark um, because my students were like, let's reach out to this person or that person. And then it just became guilty by association. Um, we had some really A-list people call into the class and give feedback and, you know, hear, you know, what we're working on and, and provide insight. So yeah, it, it took off. Uh, the class did well, uh, ended up writing a, you know, kind of a, here's what I learned not to do and what I learned to do in Pure Genius. And, um, and then, then um, started working with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, our governor and the Indiana Economic Development Corp reached out to me and said, hey, 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 how about what you did for your classroom? Let's do for the state. And so they, they um, wanted me to do this. And so um, the interesting thing started up LLC was already off the ground and running. Um, but they're like, Hey, if we do this for the state, let's do this in a nonprofit way. It's like, okay. Um, so started up foundation was born and, uh, and, and so yeah, and it's gotten to be a huge, huge pitch competition where we get a lot of kids, uh, travel experiences, a lot of seed funding, a lot of scholarships, a lot of cool mentors, things of that nature. Yeah. And I remember when you were talking about some of the ones in your classroom, when we were at USM spark back in, um, 20, yeah, 2016, I had to think of that because that was the first year. And that's when we met in person, we were at Quinn's yeah. uh, conf, um, panel, but it was really interesting because you were doing your pieces and stuff. And I had just finished my last year at CLS and we had just started working our own genius hour. It was really good, but it was interesting how the younger, my younger kids were just like so enthralled. And I'm talking kinder, I'm talking P, PK for our listeners. This was peak. And it's hard to believe these guys are now eighth graders and freshmen and sophomore in high school. That's how old I am. Cause I still talk to some of their parents through social media on a couple of minutes, but it makes me go like, wait, he's that old. Wait, she's that old. She can drive now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like you were putting together your little little thing where you're trying to make a better box for your video games with an iPad, which was like a great idea for a six-year-old. And now, you know, she, she's got her driver's license. Like, and that just plays on her phone with the thing. But yeah, I just, I just remember a lot of the pieces you were doing that really inspired. And I know um, my former coworker, uh, Lisa Mallon, when I was at Jackson, her, she, our enrichment classes, she completely based Genius Hour off yours. She was following your model best she can, but it was really interesting. Like you said, the C and D students were really, who really took off with that, who were really getting in versus our more higher students where they were loving it, but you know, do the presentations, doing the journal that to them was like, well, why do I have to do this versus the, you know, lower end of that class were like, Oh no. And I got the, Oh, and, and Mrs. Brown, did you see this? Look, at, I added, I didn't add a lot to my presentation. It just explains where my idea came from and bullet points. And she went, that's exactly what it should look like. But she said herself too, she had days where she didn't know where the class was going to go. And she just kind of guided it for a while. And then probably she said around week five is where she really got the feel for the class. Cause we were in quarter classes. So that it was only nine weeks. So by week six is really when they should start making their prototypes for their hours. So I know she worked a lot of your areas on that, but it, it's really amazing how that came and how that's gone themselves. I know my entrepreneurship was based off that. And I had a, I had a set of students who made a website COVID hit and they actually were making sales through online deliveries, finding through cheaper avenues. And they just did a website to find the best deals in town. And then they just sent them to those websites to make the areas. And it was really cool. They were getting money for their website, paid for their whole hosting domain for two years. They, they moved on of course, but it, it was like the biggest thing. I know my superintendent was so impressed. He's like, see, that's entrepreneurship. That's genius. Art. That's what we need to be doing more around here. So, you know, I can say, Don, you, you definitely inspired us on that end. Thank you. Yeah. It, I think that, um, you know, a lot of great educators um, around the same time were also kind of like, wait, this is, this is common sense. 
like school time should be a time where we learn the things that we're told to learn, but also a part of the time things we want to learn. And, and, and when I heard that it was also universal for you that like those C&D students, they loved learning, just not necessarily being told what to do all the time. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that in a lot of ways, that's where we're riding on the shoulders of student giants. Um, I had some students that did <laughs> um, some jaw dropping. I'm talking like, you know, being able to get patents and, and start businesses from my class. Had they not done that, there's nothing for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there, there's there's um, there's nothing to want to build on. And then, quite frankly, it wasn't perfect. But I think that was the like their feedback. And they got excited. Like like they'd start like speaking at other schools. And I like I tried to celebritize what they were doing, too, because I was like, hey, what you're doing, like we need to do at other schools. And then so they'd start visiting our schools and they start feeling really good about it. Like, dude, you're right. Like like more schools should do this. So I owe a lot to my students that that did. And then, uh, you know, along the way, I learned a lot from other teachers that were like giving me feedback or here's what I'm trying and here's what's not working or what is working. So it was a great collaborative effort really across the country. Well, and another one, one of your, your previous one, which was gent style that started about fashion. I've used it constantly for my business basics. I'm using it now for business essentials, my new school. It's just, but we go to, I, I make near pods. I, and we, and when we do our, our, our professional attire, I make them say, I have them watch a couple of their videos. They say, okay, I can do that. Cause they're like, well, I don't want to get a suit and tie. I'm like, no, no, you don't have like watch these videos he's gotten. I said, and then one of the biggest thing is like the biggest mistakes you always made, you know, and one of them was like wearing the wrong color socks. And one of the kids, last year went, you're right. My socks don't go with this. Like, why am I wearing? And he was like, just wearing khakis and a polo. But also he like looked out like, you're right. These socks, these don't go with my shoes. What am I yeah. thinking? But it yeah. was, like, but that's why I, I'm like, I have as ever since that video came out, I show every semester and I'm doing it now. Then like, I always make the worst mistakes you can make. And I always, I always have well, at least one student immediately see something in that video. Sometimes like, Oh, I know the wear socks. My mom taught me. I even have the girls go, I didn't, I did not think of that. What was I thinking that you're right. That doesn't go in my dress or, or they're like, I don't really dress up much like that. You're right. That tie does not go in my outfit. And it's just like, <laughs> and I can say I've owned to that. And I still do. I, 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 I have to say, I don't go to the channels much. Once he does a new one, I kind of look over it too. And I use it as much. I'm hoping to get more as time goes on, especially now in my new school. But you know, I, I've already gotten a feel of my current kids for this semester. So they're probably going to, some of them are going to take to them. Some are going to be like, well, this is cool, Dr. E, but uh, you know, we're, we're going to get this over. <laughs> <laughs> and be done with it. And let's move on to banking and savings and business. I'm like, I understand where, where you are. Like we're learning ethics this week. They find it very interesting, very exciting, but they had more of a taste for collared jobs and, you know, and job analysis. Yeah. They really were like, I never thought of that stuff. And versus ethics is like, well, yeah, you should just be like that. You're right. But you know, it's not grabbing them. Cause it's like, this is common sense versus I never knew that. How do I build on that? And like I said, gent yeah. style is an example of that. Well, that's funny. I, I, I'll see Robert uh, tomorrow, so I'll make sure it, he, he hears that. And honestly, um, I want well, and, and right to get him on the podcast. I actually would like Robert on the podcast. Oh, yeah, he'd love to. I, I, well, I even had a couple of teachers. So um, I remember back in 2016, I had two students that were really on the crypto scene early. And I mean, really early. And I remember, I think it is, it's 2016, they did a show about, because like, it was harder to obtain. And mind you, I get it. Like crypto has gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, gone down. But um, there's quite a few teachers out there that um, they bought in 2016. And you know who you are. because Some of them reached out to me and they're like, dude, uh, back when it was, you know, it, yeah, I don't think it like, I remember it hit 2000 and everybody was losing their mind. And um, yeah, I had two students that bought 
in way earlier than that. So, but it was fun just to do a podcast with him because a lot of, a lot of people are going, huh, this sounds pretty interesting. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I like that was again, like some of my students got to be so daggone good about sharing what they did. So I, I really appreciate you saying that about Robert and the gin style um, thing. As a matter of fact, he, he does a lot of our video work. He, he's got, yeah, yeah I'm so proud of him. I'll, I'll not go on, but he's, he's, he does a lot of work for us, but he has his own company now and um, he's just killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. I, I do take fashion advice from, like I said, when a new one comes up, I'll watch if it really catches me, but I, I really like one too. But I, I actually set one of his videos when he was talking about presidents and their styles. And he was going over the last couple presidents for the last, I sent that to my AP history taste year and he <laughs> used the video as an example. And some of the kids went, I never thought about that. What about, or I never thought about that under Nixon or, or you're right. Trump didn't do that. And you're right. And this, the, the, and then like, and then if you go back like William Harry Hayes, when he died, look at what he wore. No wonder he caught pneumonia. It was like, all of a sudden, like it's, and, and, and like I said, and Bill's hearing this, he's probably going, yeah, these were questions I never thought. I just, I thought it was a cool video that would fit into a push for AP, you know, American yeah. history. Yeah. And then the kids were thinking of questions that went back to presidents that weren't even talked about in the video. And they just went, oh, well, or, you know, you know, re realize how, you know, how Woodrow Wilson do them. Why he's on the $100,000 bill. And people went, I didn't think of that either. And that goes in the currency. <laughs> it's amazing how that just, so you can tell Robert how much that unlocked. And that was a video just on the basics of, you know, how to, you know, of, of, you know, world leaders dress and everything. So, you know, it's just, you know, just like us teachers, you know, it's like, I'll uh, wear a polo and jeans and some of us will wear, you know, I do bow tie Tuesday. That can be a, you can do a whole bow tie Tuesday uh, fashion. Robert will talk. No. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, moving on. So very, and you know, you part is you talked about Daniel Pink and the Genius Hour, that's right. But you know, what really, what kind of left uh, led would to some of the innovations with him and trying to connect with these other entrepreneurs? I mean, I've taken local ones for my business too. But yeah. How have I, you I, made this connection? Because you you're like really good at it. No, my students were. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to the funny. students right there. You know, it's yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> So, I mean, like, tr truth be told, Dan was the first um, because I was naive uh, right when I started this and I didn't quite know who he was and I appreciated it later, but like he called into my class a couple of times and like gave some feedback and then did a little show with us. And like about a year later, I realized like, oh, dude, that was wow. He like, I didn't know. Um, so his endorsement meant a lot, but then the open source learning, like part of it, I actually got to say one breakthrough. The reason actually we started the podcast. Um, some of the students had read Tim Ferriss's, uh, what is that? Five hour work week, right? Oh yeah, yeah, five, yeah. Um, and so, um, so there's a part of the book where he like challenges these college students to like reach out to people to get them to, to email back. And so we were joking about people that should call into the class and some, a couple of kids like, dude, it should be Tim Ferriss. Like he writes about it. Let's see if he, you know, like responds back. And we had some wins. Um, I think according to the kids, their biggest win was there was this video game streamer back when, when that was really popular. I'm dating myself now, but uh, not that they're saying they're not popular, but this uh, is Ninja and the class, just uh, the school about, f yeah, that was, that was quite a day. Um, but <laughs> like the students were like, they really wanted Tim. And so we had sent out a couple of emails, a couple of tweets and nothing happened. And so I had three girls. Um, and if I ever release my second book, I've written about this is one of my favorite things to talk about. They're like, Hey, Wetrick, take a picture of us really fast. 
And I'm like, what? Just do it. Just do it. Take it on your phone. And so these three girls like make this sad pouty face like they're going to cry. And I'm like, okay. She's okay. Now here's what we do. Eat, like tweet at Tim Ferriss. Say, hey, at T Ferriss, my students are so disappointed that you're not getting back to us. All we really wanted was 30 minutes of your time. And I'm talking within two minutes tops. He follows me, DMs me and says, ha ha, you got me. Well played. <laughs> and so the next day he's like, I don't have time today. You want to do this tomorrow? And it worked. And so we, we end up having Tim for, I mean, to get Tim at an event is really expensive. So we kind of like one time we played around in what dollar amount that would be, but he, he, he stayed for almost two hours. Matter of fact, like we kind of got away with it. We, we, cause it blended into basically what was an all study hall later on. So the kids like weren't going to leave, but we had Tim Ferriss for a couple hours. And that, that was the Roger Bannister effect of students were like, well, then I'm going to reach out to blank and I'm going to reach out to blank. And, and sometimes the names weren't big to me or to adults, but they were to kids. Like, like I, I just saw that um, at ISTE, I think it was ISTE this year. It was a guy named Zach King. Yeah, final cut that, king. Yeah, Zach King. Yeah, we've been we've been calling him since he was a college student, and he I like when he was at Biola, like it, like because like that was what my kids liked. They were following certain people on YouTube, or they were, um, you know, they they had their own niche, right? Like oh, this kid is the Yo Yo King, and I want to connect with them. But that was the whole point: is that they were starting to reach out to people and have the the confidence in saying, "You want to talk to my class." Because like, and in some ways it's just so like complimentary of like, hey, I'm in a class called Innovation Open Source Learning and my teacher has inspired us to reach out to the best people that we'd ever want to connect with. And that best person is you. And I would like 10 minutes of your time on a Skype call um, to like, have you listen to what I'm working on? Or I want to know more about how you started blank. And if they were okay with it, they'd just speak to the entire class. If they weren't, they'd grab their laptop or their iPad and they'd go off to the library and they'd grab a corner to just be a one-on-one. -on -one. No matter what, they started getting good at it. And then we started nabbing some names. And then that's why we're like, as we were talking to Tim, we're this couple of kids turn around, they go, are we recording this? Cause I like, I want my mom to see this. And I was like, actually I am recording it. And like, we should just turn this into like a podcast. I'm like, you know what? We should. And then I had a couple people that were like, yeah, I'll talk to your class. Um, and I said, like, can we record it and use it later? And like, yeah, but like one person, one guy in particular, like, I don't think he's being mean. He's like, you can ask me some questions, but I prefer to answer questions to your students. And I'm like, done. So yeah, it, they, man, they got good. They got some, they had some killer people calling. Well, well, and I, and I think that's a good point about how he even said too. I'd rather have your students do it. You can ask me questions too. I know there was a, um, I know, like I said, my friend, Jim O'Hagan, he did a little esports. He usually streams his stuff though, completely on LinkedIn because he wants to talk about people about the esports because he knows if he gets everybody's just going to get gamers asking questions. He's like, he's like, no guys, we need to talk about how this works in education, how it can be a sports, how it can work for your schools, whatever state or County you are. It doesn't matter where you can do this in Canada or Europe or wherever. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be stuck on those networks. Not only, he's like, I, it's like nothing against them. I think they have to do it, but then I'm going to have the kids that say, well, do you do Fortnite? Do you do, you know, League of Legends and blah, blah. Right. I, like, no, I want to tell you how this works in education, but then I want your students to then ask me these questions. He knows if he throws it on the main things, he's going to get people asking, you know, 95. Yeah. It's like my friend Brad, when he does the Spider-Man podcast, he expects 
you know, regular comic book fans. And once in a while you'll have a creator, like I, I said, Ron friends, who's going to be on an upcoming episode, but there was one where another um, professional jumped on the chat and he was like, wait, what? And you know, and he's like, do you want to come in here? He's like, well, I don't want to interrupt your part. And all the panels like, no, no, come on in. We want to talk to you. And you know, next yeah. thing you know, it turned to like a magical guess of this one artist that nobody had talked to or seen who did Spider-Man years ago. And he was on it and it, it just like turned it out, but it was great. And it, like, changed everything too but it's interesting who it attracts but at the same time you know like i said it's getting those people to do that too like you said the students asking the question about this you know gamer and everything else yeah. and, and as well as king at the same time too and that's kind of how it is you know it's like some of my episodes like you're on here i'm sure i'll get a whole different type of audience and some people might say you know ryan's doing this don's doing this maybe i should try to do that too i mean I remember when I did my podcast, I, I, they, they inspired me in the class to get this relaunched. And I said, okay, I'm going yeah. to start a new, my own content. But then I had a group of football players that started their own podcast for 15 episodes. And then they went on to start the student podcast at my old school. So they got, you know, I, I said, well, I'll lead it. Yeah. So, but at, once they took charge and they fell into it, the rest kind of fell in place. And you still have a couple of students that have continued it, you know, since I've left with the new uh, broadcast immediate and business teacher, but he's got there and he's recruited four other people who want to do it. So it's like it grew, but it if it wouldn't have been for the students, I don't think I would have done it. And I don't think it would have became what it was. Oh, so, you know, this is an interesting question. I know people always ask me, how do I have time for it? I mean, you run a successful business. You have three kids, you have a family, man, you know, where do you, and I, I something I've been talking more in this season of the pixel classroom is finding balance and reflection. So, you know, and Don, you, you've got quite the career. And, and you've done quite the stuff. You're still doing amazing stuff. Like I said, maybe book two will finally come out one of these days, but how do you find that balance and how do you find that inspiration? Cause let's face it, you know, our, you know, even after the classroom, you know, closes or the doors on the light office, we got to go home and we're just, yeah. you know, we, we got to do that. But then the next day we got to go to it too. It's like, how do we find that balance? So what's, what's been your yeah, plan reflection waking up earlier and setting really strict <laughs> timelines. I may like, um, you know, one, it's getting a little easier because my, my children are older. Um, you know, I'd, I'd one just graduate from college a year early. Thank you, Ava. Woo, Ava. Uh, Anna just started at Purdue. And then I have my son that is in eighth grade. Um, so it, it, it's, it's a little easier because, um, you know, go to bed, uh, read me stuff is, is uh, not is convoluted. Uh, but the other thing is, is that, you know, setting just really strict times that when I'm off, I'm off. Um, matter of fact, I gave, give a shout out to a guy named Kevin Honeycutt. I remember when he was, uh, Oh you know, yes, speaking. Kevin. Yeah. He, he, I remember, um, he was, he reached out to me and said he wanted to talk. And then I called him and he was like, Hey, my phone's off until Monday. And I really respected that because he's like, I'm with my son and that's it because I'm gone a lot. And so like, I, I really appreciated the fact that he had very strict, strict parameters, like this is my time with my family. I, I'm not available. So a, a little of that. Um, and then a, a really, really understanding, good, great, awesome wife. Um, you know, like for better, or for worse, I, 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 um, I'm traveling a decent amount again, um, to other, well, gosh, in this last year to a lot of different places, foreign. Um, and that takes a while, but Alicia's really, really, she, man, nothing, nobody misses a beat. So again, like, yes, I'm on the go, but really strict. And when I'm done, I'm done. And when I'm like, this is my time and I've got a wonderful team. And I guess been the other part is that now on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't have to be there every day. And so if I'm like, you know what, I don't feel like going in, I don't have to, cause I've got a great team. 
Yeah. And I think it's a really great, I mean, my last couple of years at my old, at my old school at Stillman and everything, it got to the point where I didn't have to worry about, yeah, there was other things going, but once it was done, it was complete. We had checks yeah. and balances. Yeah. The first couple of years, especially like, like I said, my first year there, I was hired two weeks for the school year start. It was head above waters until I think Thanksgiving before finally it's like, okay, we're coming to the end. I've got the curriculum pretty set. This is where I can't mm-hmm. make the mistakes. I've passed my first observation and it wasn't bad as a room of improvement, but I want to get better anyhow. So that's good here. Mm-hmm. And then even, you know, even, even when COVID happened and everything else, I got to the point to where it's like, I can transition. I've been doing blended learning for years. I can do it. And then after we got back in the classroom, it just got to the point to where it's like, I'm going to update some things. I got rid of the stuff yeah. that didn't work and balance. And I think that's happened here with the podcast too. My first two years, it was interesting. Like I'd only record or do things on a weekend, usually in the morning, cup of coffee. I just finished breakfast and whatever. Mm. Because that was, I mean, not at my son's, I mean, Tyler's in sixth grade and he wants to do the thing. It's a little easier. The dog's older. It's a thing. My wife has gotten more used to stuff, things too. And why I'm involved in stuff at my current school, the good news is it's not really doing as much stuff on me or anything else. So it's been pretty good to get that finished. But yeah, I have to say the balance has come back, especially starting a new school. The good news is mine being a 12 minute walk for me. I can actually say, Oh, you know what? I got to run to the, I got to run something to the school versus I was a half an hour to 45 in the last three, four schools I worked at. That wasn't, it's like, I had to stay, but then I'd be stuck there. And I'm getting home at six. And it's like, you're never home. You're never then. And, and that was not good at the at, at home. And that's where I've kind of had to look for that balance again. That's good, man. But you get that time back. It's important. Yeah. And it is. And I'm, I'm actually very happy with it's gone, but in that balance, but at least I can say it was a nice transition the last two years to get back into sure. now too. So, you know, it, it's a different thing, you know, that I've got to ask you, I mean, like I said, you've done it, you've done it, you've done the books, you've done everything else too. Um, here, here's a little thing. Cause I know there's some people listening to like, Oh, maybe I want to do a podcast. Maybe I want to write a book. What are some of your best advice for those people thinking and even students? I, like I said, I have a student that actually wrote a book for a genius hour at my old school several years ago. And it, it, put it on Amazon, actually got it published. They were shocked. Like I can publish them. Like I published mine on Amazon. Granted, they're not, you know, New York times bestseller, but you know what? They're out there in the world for you to get, get out to reading. Yeah. I'd say, you know, uh, build an audience. Um, you know, I, I think it's because talking is easier. Um, start a podcast, you know, if two people listen, awesome. Uh, you've got this convenient excuse to talk to cool people. I don't mean that to be self-congratulatory. Sorry that you're talking to <laughs> us and each other, but um, I mean, like, do it, you know? I mean, like, and, and I'd pick areas that, like, you are passionate about. Like, don't start another, like, don't, like, I'm going to do a long format one where we're going to talk to comedians and MMA fighters. Yeah, that's already been done. Mm-hmm. But, like, you be you. And even if it's the, like, I just want to do a podcast on, you know, uh, edible plants found in the Midwest. Awesome. It'll be easier to find an audience that this more smaller. And, and, and so, yeah, just do it. I, I mean, I, gosh, I, I've been doing it now. Unfortunately, I'm not as prolific, but I'm in what year five or six of doing this. And it's just fun. It's a convenient excuse. I've, I've had conversations with some people that I normally wouldn't have had the opportunity to. And, and, and ironically enough, in some of the celebrity stuff, it was cool, but also getting to meet people that are like doing way cool stuff um, has been even cooler. And, and in some cases I've gotten like lifelong friends out of it. So do that on, on the book side. Hey man, like write a blog. If people like it, you'll get encouraged to write a book. Um, if people go, man, your blog sucks, then don't. <laughs> I just don't, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big time 
commitment. But um, you know, I, I like there's nothing wrong with building an audience and and what you feel passionate about and your micro area, um, stick to that. Don't don't go too macro. Yeah, I, I think that's a good advice. Like I said, I still blog. It's not as much. I'm actually planning writing one this weekend because I've actually, you know, got some things to blog in, but otherwise the blogs kind of turn into the part here for the podcast and up too. But, you know, I remember what it was good here. And then some people were like, well, you should be getting more of this. Like, well, I used to do that. It's getting the time together. Like I like the podcasting. This was nothing new. I was doing it before it was a thing, before there were million dollar contracts with companies for celebrities or a bunch of five guys that got together and all of a sudden say, wow, we're, we're actually on this many episodes and look at all the famous people and celebrities we get on this podcast. Wasn't that amazing? It's like, I don't know how that happened, but somehow we did it. But, you know, I, I have to agree. It's micro, but you don't want to start too, too small. Like I said, before this, I tried doing one with my wife and nobody did. I started doing this one and it, it caught on and it's found its way pretty well, especially as you know, we were talking before we recorded yeah. about some of the people are going to be coming up and also those networks. I mean, I reached out like I said yesterday, because I was on social media, I was, I was actually sad. I had eight people cancel within 12 hours and you guys all jumped on right away. You, you done. We're like, I can do it tomorrow. I had two people like, I can do it. I had, you know, like I said, two people are coming on say, I, I'd love to finally be on there, Ryan, and just do that. Does that sound good? I went, yeah, I, th that's amazing. In fact, I never, uh, yeah, I think the podcast. people that reached out the fastest had been there before too. I mean, I like, I know how it feels like, especially somebody like, Hey, we're 15 minutes to air. Like, oh, you know what? I totally forgot. I'm like, dude, I took a half day off work. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, and like I said, luckily we were flexible. Plus, like I said, it's like, well, this actually doesn't change my schedule. It's like, oh, I'm going to move this up so we can record here. It's like, oh, guess we're just going to record first. And why the, you know, everything's downloading on the roadcaster and stuff. It's like, oh, I'll go right. do my normal stuff. I do at six o'clock at night with the family. Yeah. So that works out well. Well, Don, this has been a great time. I know, I know it's been really thing. And, you know, thank you for getting this all together and everything. Well, uh, what, where can people connect to you and what's some cool stuff coming up for startup uh, here and hopefully before the end of the year. So um, man, cool things that are coming up. Gosh. Uh, I didn't even touch on the fact that we, yeah, we took some students out to Italy and we were got to be guests at the Italian Motor Valley, which is a Ferrari, Lamborghini, Maserati. Yeah, I was like, it I actually like, know what that is. Whoa. Yeah, we're we're gonna be doing that again this summer. Um, we've got a new kind of teacher cohort program where we're um, honestly celebritizing teachers, teachers that really are doing it. We've got some programs for them to get in that innovation entrepreneurship space. Um, you know, Innovate Within is gonna be releasing soon. So for the state of Indiana, um, uh, it's, it's a huge competition. Uh, we've now got about four other states interested in possibly replicating it. So I could be coming to a state near you. Stay tuned for that. Um, where then, will uh, Don go today? Uh, well, Don's not going anywhere. Don's going to be forming more teams and, and adding more people, but, um, Don wants to stay married. Uh, he likes that. He likes that life we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, love our know, wives guys <laughs> for real. No, if you meet Alicia, you'd be like, Oh, that's why. Um, but uh, no, like it's just, um, you know, innovate with ends growing, uh, the best place to find me really I, like, man, I I'm so, um, I used to be like up on the social media thing. I probably still should. I think LinkedIn's probably a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, Twitter has just become a cesspool of angry people. So I, yeah, I guess, I, people I guess I'm here, not on that. It's so hard anymore. for me to, it. Yeah. I'm expecting and then I'm Facebook, actually... I'm on Facebook a little bit. Um, so I, I guess LinkedIn be the best place to follow me. Yeah. LinkedIn's all my professional stuff. You find people more on Instagram because I share both, both personally and professionally. And mm -hmm. I just, I had a student, uh, nobody's seen if they, that some people I know check, including my students. I just had a student do a self portrait of several of us. And I actually went, wow. My wife goes, he, 
he gave you less hair. I said, but it's interpretation. That's right. That's right. But at the same time, I had a couple of people that reached out like, hey, we're do- we were thinking of doing that, right? Oh, thanks for inspiring. Like, I wasn't my intention, but go for it. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. Well, yeah, but thank you for having me on. I'm glad we got to work this out. And I'm glad that all of a sudden, like, you you found all a bunch of new guests. So the, yeah, so the, I, so the I, people I, that canceled, how dare you? But thank you for canceling because <laughs> gave me an opportunity tonight to to join you. So for that, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, started also started up. So start ed up um, foundation.org or innovate within.org. Innovate within is the competition program for the state. Started up foundation is just the general our foundation. So you find it there. Sounds good. And I'll have that all in the show notes. Everyone, thank you for uh, tuning in for the Pixel Classroom podcast. And yes, we have more awesome guests here, but I, I, I don't I don't know. Don heard of who a couple of them are. So he's he's crossing his finger. He gets more downloads for them because he heard who a couple of them were. So <laughs> no, no, but Don, thank you so much for doing this again. And thank you for everything you've done and also inspiring me and other people with Genius as well as Startup and as well as the many students you have done and uh, everything else. And guys, check out Gent Style. I'm going to leave a link on there too. So so <laughs> very good. All right, man. All right. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you for joining us in today's episode of the Pixel Classroom Podcast. Remember, you can find us on our, our social media pieces here, right here in the show notes and the episode descriptions. If you like what you hear, please think of subscribing to us on the various networks of your favorite listening for podcasts. I hope to join you again next time for the Pixel Classroom Podcast.